It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, welcome to The Rendezvous. Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Happy Mother's Day weekend. Happy Mother's Day. Bonjour. Yes, happy Mother's Day. And it's also a celebration of the six years of you being married to Jason. Uh, It is my, you know what's crazy, Simon? Am I right? It is Mother's Day weekend, Mother's Day, anniversary day, both on the same day. That's never happened before. Right. So this year, they're both on the same day. Presents galore, baby. I was <laughs> so looking forward to this weekend. I'm like, come on, exactly. bring it on. So on, on that note, I want to say, first of all, 855-905-8255. Thank you for listening tonight to The Rendezvous, where we are all about love and romance, dating, relationships, marriage, you name it. Yes. So on that tip, I would like to say, first of all, uh, Happy Mother's Day to all the other mamas out there. I feel you, and I love my child more than anything. My 12-year-old daughter, Anna, is the greatest thing that's ever, ever happened to me. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to cry. But, like, ser- that, look at me. I see, like, I see As soon you. as I talk about my husband or my daughter, it's like, <gasps> I get choked up. I know. Life began. That's our Angie for you. Yes, life literally began the day she was born. So I love her more than anything. The other love of my life, there's two pieces of my heart. One is her. The other one is my amazing husband, Jason. Jason. Six years. Oh, my gosh. And I swear, I I thought when I would think of marriage back in the day, Mm -hmm. I would think, you know, you're married. Like there's a this period of uh, honeymoon for a while and then whatever you settle in. I literally cannot believe how every year, every week, every day I love him more than I did the day before. That's wonderful. He is the most amazing man. And oh, he is the most tolerant man <laughs> because he has to be married to me. Uh, we've been together for eight years and six years of marriage. So I love you, boo. Happy anniversary to you guys. Thank you so much, yes. Simon. No, really? We, we are so happy to have you in our life. Well, and thank you. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> and let's talk love, romance, dating yes. when we come back on The Rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, we get so many emails asking for advice and I love it. If you Mm -hmm. uh, have a dating dilemma, relationship, love, romance, please go to simonandangie.com. Yes. Sometimes people are more comfortable writing it than they are talking on the air. I understand. That's fine. But we'll answer it that way as well. So we have a bonjour, Simon Marcel. Mm -hmm. Somebody needs relationship advice from our French romance expert. This comes, oh, a French name, Celeste. Celeste, what a poetic name. It's a beautiful name. Celeste Celeste. from Des Moines, Iowa says, bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Celeste. I've been dating this guy. He told me he's going out of town for two weeks and he'll call me when he gets back. Okay. He said he's going to be gone fishing with his buddies and they have a no phone only an emergency policy, so he's not going to be able to call me. Mm-hmm. Well, I said, what about texting? And he said that he just doesn't want to feel obligated to anything. This seems a little strange to her. Should she date him or should she dump him? Going on boys weekend for how long? Two weeks? Fishing trip for two weeks. No phone policy. What do you say, Simon? I have to believe that in that group of buddies, there's married men, there's fathers, there's no way they would be that inaccessible for two weeks. But I digress. What do you say? I said to Celeste that um, a man that you want to talk to who says you can't reach out to me, a man who says, you know, he doesn't take in consideration your feelings for a long time, two Mm -hmm. years is a long time, Mm -hmm. is a man who doesn't deserve you. And I think that it's not a fishing trip, it's a fishy trip. It's a fishy trip. That's what I got to say to Celeste. Simon. 
man. And so it's not you. fishing. It's, it's fishy. fishy. And I don't like it. There's a it. lot of fish, probably. Yeah, out there. Yeah. And in there. And so therefore, <laughs> I think that Celeste has to dump him. What do you say, Angie? I agree with you a thousand percent, okay. Simon. Celeste, I mean, two weeks, maybe on a weekend. Maybe if that's a policy, whatever. But still, two weeks, no texting, that's no calling. Of. It's completely unheard of. I don't even. There's no way on this earth that all the wives of these men are agreeing to that, especially if there's kids. You know, let alone going for two weeks. But two weeks, no phone, no no communication at all. I feel like there's shenanigans. I agree. Are they really going on a fishing trip? Nope. Uh, what are they fishing for? Women in Vegas? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't trust it. <laughs> so, uh, listen. Celeste, I feel like if a man really wants to let you know that he cares, it, it takes two seconds to send a text. Even She even gave him an olive branch. Like, how about just a text then? If You've you... said it well and all. Mm. It takes one second, one second to text somebody thinking of you. Right. Thinking are of you. Are you okay? Love you. Okay, when I'm with a girlfriend, I would not- Wouldn't you be concerned? Being gone for two weeks away from your woman, you'd be concerned. Absolutely. That's why I'm upset. That's why I said it's fishy. Right. And and, and you're hanging out with men for two weeks. You don't care how is your woman's day? How is work today? How are you feeling today? How is the weather today? Like anything. Two weeks. What's the longest you've been without texting Jason? Not even a day. Not a day. When you guys travel, if, like... Jason goes on the road. My husband goes on the road a lot for business. Yeah, yeah. He travels almost every week, but there's always a policy that we won't let the whole day go through without contact in some form. If he's very busy in and out of meetings all the time, whatever, uh, dinners, night stuff. He works in the record industry, so there's a lot of concerts. So it can be an all-day thing. At least send me a text. You have your phone on you all the time. Look at this society. We walk around with our phones in our hand 24 hours a day. There is no way you can't send a text. I agree 110%. And, and so, Celeste, we said you and should we agreed. Let him go. Celeste, you move on. Move on, Celeste. I agree with you, Simon. We. Oui. And good luck to you, Celeste. Bonne chance. Find a man that wants to text you at least every day. <laughs> at least. At least. More of The Rendezvous when we come back. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, there's a little uh, trouble in paradise on our show here. What? What is up? Well, I'm going to get to this topic. Okay. Uh, about, What's the trouble? I'm going to get to this science topic about uh, why your boyfriend will never admit when he's wrong because there's science behind why you guys always think you're right. Are you? See- oh, wait. Is that a projection? No, 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 no. It's science. It's not just me being a female saying, you guys are, you know, always think you're right and you're never, it's science. But I'll tell you about that. But it brings me to our producer, Jilly, over here. Yeah, yeah. Jill, um, her boyfriend, has been giving her the silent treatment for the last couple days. Mm-hmm. He's still not talking to you? No. At all? Well, barely. And we ordered dinner together. He talked to me about that, but that was about it. And you wow. don't talk to him either? No. Okay. I told her I she should give. Why. She should tell him to keep his silence in a hotel room somewhere else. Because there's one thing that drives me <laughs> crazy, and it's when I get the silent treatment. First of all, I have a big mouth, and I need to talk. Right. And second of all, <laughs> I, I feel like it j- just means that my feelings are being dismissed, and I can't stand when I'm given the silent treatment. But we need. Okay, I understand that, but I don't understand the why. What happened for that? I mean, can can Jill tell there's, us? There, it was a dumb fight about nothing, right? Yeah, I have a complaint. I tell him about it. He turns it around on me and says I'm crazy, and I always complain and things of that nature. It always somehow, Simon. Maybe you can tell us why. You guys have this magic power 
to take any complaint we have and flip it and make us feel like we did something wrong, and then we feel terrible, and then we're apologizing. <laughs> I don't it, know how that happens. We're gonna, well, let's talk about that. Okay, let's. And yeah, I'll, that... I'll get to this scientific thing about how you guys are yeah, always wrong. Yeah, I want to hear that scientific. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, because I think it's a projection. But Okay, well, we'll talk about this science projection when we come back <laughs> on The Rendezvous. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie talking love, dating, romance mm-hmm. in the ooh-la-la studio. And we're talking how you guys always think you're right and you're not, okay? How you're, <laughs> you See? can't admit it. So Jill, I, I said, Jill, our producer, uh-huh. uh, her boyfriend's been giving her the silent treatment for a, a silly fight. It's always that way. It's the dumbest fight, the mm-hmm. way they start. And now there's been a two-day silent treatment going on, um, and he cannot admit that he's wrong, okay? And now, <laughs> according to science... Yes. That there's an actual reason for it. Would you like to hear that? I'd like to hear your source, yes, and, the, and what it says. So science says they found that testosterone, the men with the testosterone, because of the testosterone, you are quicker to make snap judgments, and your initial guess or judgment is usually wrong. The testosterone is increasing the intuitive feeling that I am definitely right. There's something about the testosterone. How do we get that out of your system? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, The researchers think it has something to do with the fact that testosterone increases confidence in humans. They said, we think it works through confidence. If you're more confident, you feel like you're right and will not have enough self-doubt to even correct that mistake or admit you're wrong. Please explain yourself. Simon, go. I think that it all comes down to what we don't know from this story. What you think is a pity fight, he might think is a big deal. The biggest difficulty between men and women is this misunderstanding. Right. For one side, it's a no no deal, nothing, and you should be just get on with it. For the other side, it is a big deal. Mm. So, you know, we just dismiss the fact that they had a fight for a petty fight. I'm not sure he thinks it's a petty fight, number one. And also, there's a rule in life called happy wife, happy life. Agree. I don't know any man who doesn't know that if you don't let your girlfriend or your wife have the last word, it's not going to go bad. Unless, really, it's an accumulation of little fights right. that it's not just this fight, but years of little petty fight, and he's had enough. I mean, sometimes— Would that be possible? I don't know. Sometimes you guys are justified in your complaints. Most of the time, you're wrong. Let's discuss it more. <laughs> <laughs> and here we go. I'm kidding. When we come back on The Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, couples— fighting couples uh holding a grudge silent treatment that's kind of what's happening with our producer jill and her boyfriend right now simon yeah i know it's been going on for two days and that would drive me crazy i feel like i'm a prisoner in my own home when the person that lives with me is not speaking to me because i can't get away from the tension Uh, listen i don't know how you do it i don't no i don't do it oh you don't no i do not i go somewhere else or i make them go somewhere else and say you come back when you're ready to talk to me like a big boy Maybe that's what you is should that, do, Jill. Is that what you say? No, I don't really okay. say that. I don't. I don't. Okay. Just remind me of something. Uh, just because I, I was the witness. A couple of days ago, we all had lunch, a brunch, right? Yes. It was wonderful. Uh-huh. Your husband was there. Yes. I didn't see any tension. Okay. Me so, either. Right. Apparently, this happened after brunch. Exactly. And I'm not sure it was about the menu. The food was great. The company was great. So I don't think it was about the brunch. But it's... afterwards, anyway. But there is something important in, in relationships that I've witnessed. Mm-hmm. We men have a need to express themselves, and we have to listen. It's very difficult for some guys to listen to the whole story. Yeah. When you say the testosterone makes you cut you short in your story, you know, like we snap yes. in. Yeah. It's because the man brain works differently than yours. We want to go straight to the point. 
if you hear a couple of guys, buddies, talking about sports, politics, we go straight to the point. Right. Women, your mind is way more, I would say, maybe developed or, or, or just it takes a long time to get to the end of the story. Yeah, we do take, I, I will agree with you that it takes us forever sometimes to get to the point. And a lot of times we'll you know, beat around the bush and stories about, the, it's like, and, what are you really talking about though? And I'll give you the example. If you're in a bar or mm-hmm. in a restaurant and you hear a group of women talk mm-hmm. and laugh, mm-hmm. it never stops talking and it usually goes high pitch at the end of the laugh. I've never watched guys do that. Shorter s- sentences are short, mm-hmm. straight to the point, and yes or no. So now let's say you're in a relationship for years. Okay. Like a producer, Jill, mm-hmm. and her boyfriend, almost 10. Yeah. Let's just say for the sake of the credit that they upset each other on small things. Okay. But he's had enough, okay? Not of her. Right. Of the constant. There's always something? Yes, always something. What if she's justified, though? I'm not saying she's not. Yeah. But it's the fact that you have two minds working in different ways. Right. And that is, for all of us, I think one of the biggest difficulties, whether you're with a boyfriend or your husband, is to make a deal on how to express yourself. Respect the fact that guys need a short version of the story or your point. Mm-hmm. And us guys have to accept to listen without interrupting. No, that's a good one. The listening without interrupting. I mean, you know, you can't interrupt your man when he makes love to you. You can't interrupt uh, your girlfriend when she's talking to it's you. It's really frustrating it's... to be interrupted, especially when you're passionate and you're trying to get your point across and collect your thoughts and get it in, out in a concise way because we have your attention for a moment. Yep. And then we're interrupted and our whole train of thought is gone and it makes it seem like what we're ever tr- whatever we're trying to get across is just kind of like not valid. You know, it's just wiped away, like whatever. But anyway, my point, my point, my... And to me, when I saw this story about how men not being able to admit they're wrong because of the testosterone, testosterone leads me to believe it's a winning thing. Because men, it's competitive. I have to win this argument. I have to win this conversation. I'm not going to let you get your point across. And even if you do, I'm still right. Okay. (laughs) So I think that, I mean, I would say, that's why I said projection laughingly. I just think that mostly women's psychology has to be right. Mm -hmm. I don't know um, any man who doesn't know that. But there's another thing is is that um, when the silence happens, when that's for you and Jill, let's ask Jill. Jill, um, do you mind the fact that there is silence? Does it make you feel peaceful or you'd rather, you know, get back to the argument and end it? I would rather end it. But the only way to end any argument is for me to apologize. And I'm not doing that right now. Because he can't lose the argument. Right. Because he can't admit he's wrong. So for some reason, Jill has to, if she wants peace, she has to just say, screw it. I'm sorry. And and has he ever apologized? So is it? Never. Never, ever. Not it's one It's a one-way time. street. So It's always my fault, everything. Okay, well, so Okay, if that's the case. Do you want me to beat him up? Yes, please. Okay, I will. No, no violence, you. please, over oh, there. Oh, all right. Just a little. With a baguette. Yeah. It won't hurt that bad. <laughs> Simon? Let's let's take some baguettes. Yes. Because this is a French show, so clearly we have baguettes all over the studio. We do have those let's, long baguettes. Yes, we do. Let's take one and go beat him into submission. Sound good? It's, it's, maybe that's the plan. <laughs> that's the plan. Well, let's take some calls, Simon. Our phone lines are lit up. People want to talk to us. We They need some advice. And when we come back, we're going to play Date or, or Dump. Dump. Our phone lines are open. 855-905-8255. This is The Rendezvous. This is the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So we were going to get to date or dump. We do. We still do have that coming up. However, there is a nagging question here, Simon. Yeah, a- Angie, with your permission, uh, I need to ask Jill because this has been bugging me. We were off, you know, during that break. Jill, 
I mean, okay, you just said, you know, he won't apologize. He never apologized. But what's what happened? What's the fight about? I mean, so we can at least you and your boyfriend establish needs. what is it yeah. about. I need to know. Okay, so um, anytime we have a fight, it's because I don't want to go along with the plan that he already has. So this most recent one was we were watching Netflix. Yeah, he picked something to watch. Um, we didn't. I didn't like it because it was very violent. He picked something else. It was again violent. And then I had had enough, so I blew up at him. And then he basically said that you know it's not fun to be around me. I'm always complaining and getting mad at him because you didn't like his choice. Did you offer other suggestions? Yeah, of course. I tried to look for something else, and then he was just like, "Just watch it yourself." And but he doesn't like when I complain about the things that he has planned. Do you disagree with his plans all the time? No, but when I do, it's like it <laughs> it's sets a fight. everything off course gotcha. according to him, and then. I'm the bad one because I'm crazy and I'm complaining about things. So. This is what I'm saying, Simon. It's always something silly, okay. you know? Uh, it starts uh, it. It starts it. Now, did you yell at him? Yes. What did you say? I was. I just, you know, once he got okay. gets fed up, I try to explain to him. I wasn't trying to do this, you know, like, I just, I, I called him a name, I think. What did oh. you call him? What kind of name? I don't think I could say it. Okay. See, that's why he's so, waiting for an apology. Now, there is something about that her boyfriend that is very particular. Your boyfriend was raised in a house with no yelling. Yeah. Yes. Tell us the story so we understand because oh, I'm getting to my point. I want, I do want you to tell this story. We do have date or dump coming, but this story is really important too. Uh, it's part of the equation here. Yeah, we okay. understand why he reacts like that. Yes, let's talk about that when we come back. Jill, Jill is the topic of uh, our entire show no, today. It, it, no, but, <laughs> but this is there's a lot to it. There's we can layers. all learn from it. Absolutely. When we come back on the rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We are just all up in Jill's business on the show right now. Our producer, Jill, having a fight with her boyfriend of 10 years. Mm -hmm. She's getting the silent treatment. However, retracing the steps, we find out it was a silly argument that started, and then she ended it with a calling him a nasty name. <laughs> and so now there's a silent treatment. Okay, so in which we heard of air, the nasty name. So, And I said that because I know him. And, and I like him. And so uh, I want to, so we understand his psychology. Tell us. Yeah, yeah there was no, well, he, his parents and his sister are all deaf. Everyone in the house. Everybody. And they never really had to fight. When his mom, when he would try to get into a fight with his mom, his mom would close her eyes. So wow. that she couldn't, like, so the argument couldn't continue. And he does the same thing to me, though. He shuts down, like this silent treatment. I never even thought so about how my, somebody that is hearing impaired has the ultimate mic drop and yep. they can just shut their eyes <laughs> and sober. be like. So my point is, and that's why I wanted to explain this, to give him also an understanding, is that how a man raised in the full house of silence can handle any argument or yelling, right. or it's not possible, which means the space for tolerance for a guy like this has to be much bigger mm -hmm. because in his childhood, he has no learning tools on how to argue with yelling words or noise. He cannot, because he doesn't have it in him, to reach out, probably, because the rejection of the childhood. If you do that, you win. It's such Am I wrong? a brilliant perspective, and mm -hmm. I honestly, like, I know this backstory on Craig's family. It never even occurred to me, and he can play the silence game way longer than any of us, because that's how he grew up. So this is no but, big deal for him. It's a big deal for you. Exactly, because Jill, like all of us, has been raised with parents who talk, yell, and all right, this. Right, right, right. He's an exception to the rule. 
Now, they don't fight like that. No, exactly. But it doesn't mean he's not suffering. It doesn't mean he doesn't feel the same than she does. He just have learned. He doesn't know how to express it. See? This is why Simon is amazing. <laughs> thank you. I don't know. I just, I just, you know. I love it. No, thank you so much for that. I, oh, I appreciate welcome. it. And, and we're going to get some more perspective uh, when we do Date or Dump finally. Now, when we come back mm-hmm. on The Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, we get so many emails at simonandangie.com. Mm-hmm. People looking for advice. Sometimes it's hard to call up a radio station and have all your business put out there. Yes, it's indeed. A, yeah, it could be easier to email us. So please do, anytime, if you need advice, love, dating, romance, relationships, whatever. Mm-hmm. And now, on that tip, we are going to play our favorite game, Date or oh, dump. dump. Somebody wants to know if they should stay in this relationship or just move on and dump. So yes. this comes to us from Mina. Mm-hmm. She's from Rockville, Maryland. She says, hey, Simon and Angie, I'm dating a man. I just found out that he lives with his mom. Mm-hmm. He said that after his mom and dad got divorced three years ago that she was lonely. So he moved her in with him. That's sweet. Mm-hmm. He, uh, mm-hmm. She says, on the one hand, this is really sweet. But on the other, it's kind of weird. I'm not sure what to do. Should I continue to date him or just move on and dump? What do you think, Simon? Bonjour, Mina. And thanks for emailing us, by the way. I think you can continue to date him because what I hear is a very nice man who invites his mother in. Of course, you can think, oh, she's here permanently. You can think, well, you know, what's going to happen? But right now, you like him. You get to know his mom. Maybe she's super cool, super nice. Right. And by the way, if you ever have kids with him, you'll be happy that she can help you with the grandkids. A thousand percent. So that's a plus. So, of course, I would say continue to date him. Give him a chance. Get to know her mom. And then, you know, in a couple weeks, couple months, you know, make your judgment. But at this stage, I don't see anything, you know, to reject. Nobody should reject somebody because... You have a parent living with you. Right. I think that makes you a nice person. Right. What do you say, Angie? I agree with you, Simon. I say date as well. I would also find out, uh, first of all, how amazing that you found a guy who loves his mother so much and yeah. is so compassionate and it's caring. A good sign. I mean, that shows you that he will be as equally compassionate, caring with a wife, children. So I think that's great. I agree with what you said, Simon. Get to know the mom, too. Um, it can be hard if she's one of those meddling moms or something. Hopefully, Mina has a place of her own mm-hmm. so that if they want to do some ooh-la-la without mom around, they can go to her place. And find out, I would, from him, what his intentions are down the road if they become serious, if they want to live together. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you said, Simon, if they all get along really well, I know a lot of couples who invite one of the parents to live with them um, once kids come, if they're lonely, if they're widows, things like that. So it could actually be a really amazing arrangement as long as everybody's cool about it and the mom is, you know, nice and sweet and accommodating but not, you know, too involved. I think that's... I mean, a, a sweet arrangement if it works out. I would think your own husband, Jason, who loved his mom, like, she's I don't even know how much. an angel yeah. to him. Yeah, everything. He would have done the same thing for her. So Yes, and, he would have. Can I tell you, um, my husband's father passed away almost two years ago now, mm-hmm. but in his last year in life, he had diabetes very bad. He couldn't live on his own anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were going to have his father come live with us. I like that. Um, I like that a lot. We were because That's we wonderful. thought to ourselves, you know, this is our family and he had yes. no he had no money and we didn't really want to put him in a home. He wouldn't have been happy there. Mm-hmm. And we thought, well, why do we have this house and this money if 
not to help the people we love the most. And so I think it's one of the most selfless things you can do. Mm-hmm. Would have been nice to have another person to help out as well, like mm-hmm. with childcare and all of that. But um, I think it's a, an amazing opportunity, possibly. So I agree, and that's very nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Mina, then we say, yep. Date. We say date. Mean a date, date, date. Yes. And see how it goes. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. It's a nice man. Exactly. Um, so congratulations on finding a good one, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Mina. Bonne chance. All right. More of The Rendezvous when we come back. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie talking love and romance and dating up in the mm. ooh-la-la studio. Yes, what a night. Hello, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, Angie Taylor. Bonjour. I have a question for you. Sure. When you're dating, when you're meeting women, is what a woman does for a living, could that be uh, something that will attract you more to them depending on the occupation or maybe less depending on the occupation? It will do both, either attract me or reject me. Is there a certain career a woman could have where you would be like, whoa, that turns me on, like, ooh, that sounds cool? Yeah, so teachers, doctors, nurses. um... It's interesting you nailed those three right away because that shows that you want a woman that's nurturing. Yeah. Those are all very nurturing careers. And also, I, I just admire what they do. And you have to have the intellect, and yeah. that's a turn on. So that's why I said that, or anything like that. What, to be honest, what scares me is women that are lawyers. Really? Because, yeah, because the profession is to argue, sue, fight, and of course, defend. So, you, so when you think of a conversation, and win. Win every argument. And so they train at work mm-hmm. to speak to you like you are a convict or you are, you know... Uh, Everything's an interrogation. Everything. So I had a, a, a relationship with a lawyer back in France for about seven months. She was wonderful, but any argument, I would leave the table. That's interesting so, you say that because there is a study that says there's one job that is most likely to score you a date. The most likely. And it's the same for men and women. If you have this career. What is it? I'm going to tell you what it is, Simon. Such a tease. That's that's right, I am. (laughs) Ooh la la. Yeah, you just got me again. Yeah, yeah, I'm teasing you. Uh, There is one that is number one for both men and women. And I'll tell you all the others as well. But what is that job, the biggest turn on when we come back on The Rendezvous? Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. In the Oulala Studios. Mm-hmm. So uh, before the break, we were talking about the job that's most likely to score you a date. You had mentioned teacher, physician, things like that. Nurses, doctors. You yeah. said the turnoff for women with you is lawyers, though. Because they cannot let go of any argument ever. <laughs> well, if you are looking for love. Yes. You might have the best luck if you are a lawyer, an attorney. Yes, the one that you don't want. Uh, That was the most desirable job for both men and women to hold. I don't know why, but um, so they went on this app, found out what attracts people the most, like when they're swiping or whatever. So the app crunched all these numbers, 2.9 million users, to determine what daters sorted by their job got the most likes. Uh, Though attorneys won for both men and women, it was number one. The rest of the list is kind of all over the place. So for men, after lawyer uh, was analysts, engineers, salesmen, and doctors. So people with like a number cruncher, I guess, right? Um, For women, after lawyers, it was designer, teacher, Uh marketer, and physician. So a couple of years were on the list as well. 
So so that explains why I can't get a date lately because it doesn't say talk show host in that list of yours. It does not say that. So no. That explains why it's been it so does, hard for me. It does me. not say um, humble servant, romance expert, yeah. French, uh, charming, handsome, <laughs> no, sexy man on here. I don't know radio why. radio talk show host. Nothing. Yeah, um, according That's... to Tinder, attorneys had a decent showing as well. Uh-huh. Um, of course, other things matter on dating apps too, including your looks and similar hobbies and interests. But I thought that was kind of interesting. And I can see why you would think that. I wouldn't want to date a therapist for that reason or like a psychologist because I feel like every time I had anything go oh, yeah. like they would anal- everything is hyper analyzed well you're acting this way because of your projection and because of your child and it's like i just want to have a fight with you <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's an unfair advantage in that exactly case. they they always have one over on you in that department all right our phone lines are going people need advice simon yes 855-905-8255 let's get to the phones when we come back on the rendezvous this is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie. We are talking love, romance, and dating, and we need to get to the phone, so let's go right now. Evanston, Illinois, on the line. Hey, Evanston, it's Matthew. Hey, Matthew. Hey. Hey, bonjour. Hey, thanks for calling The Rendezvous. How can we help you tonight? I'm a 40-year young American male who is has 13 different disabilities, and mm-hmm. I'm a cancer survivor. I've tried the online dating scene, and I'm too shy to do the, the um, bar scene. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I've tried the online thing, and I've just been scammed so many times. I've worked out thousands of dollars, and um, I was wondering if you guys had any advice. Any advice on where to – are you trying to meet women? And that's what you're yeah. calling – yeah, okay. Um, can I ask what your disability is, Matthew? I have multiple disabilities. Multiple disabilities. Okay, so, wow. Okay, so do you belong to any sort of support groups or are you involved um, in any groups that help with your disability? Yeah. Do you ever meet women there? I'm just curious because sometimes it's, Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's hard for you um, being disabled to meet women that understand what you're going through. And sometimes if you're involved in support groups, maybe um, meeting somebody there, or is that not an option? That's not an option. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you um, do you go to church or are you rel- religious or any religion by any chance? I'm Catholic, but I don't practice. You don't practice, but here, here's my question why. Because, you know, I, I believe at love at first sight, it doesn't matter what you are, what, what race, nothing. At one point, the other half of the egg is going to be in front of you. Mm-hmm. So the more you get out there in any way you can, the more the chance of meeting that woman will come naturally. Right. Sometimes church is hard for people that don't practice, though. You know, that's but that's why I was asking about other hobbies and things because I agree with you, Simon. Getting out and, there, yeah, and, and the in hob- anyway, yeah, anywhere, whether it's hobbies, whether mm-hmm. it's the church, whether it's a park, because the way it works. And listen, by the way, I'm still single, so and I'm, <laughs> and I'm 48. Okay, but Matthew, I think that if you get a chance to go out there, is it is it difficult for you to go places to uh, move yeah, around? You, yeah, are you mobile? Uh, I'm mobile, but I got um, a spine condition that limits my. Mobility. It prevents your mo- your mobility. So you do you have hobbies? Do you have any um, things that you do? I know you're inhibited by your spine, but are there any activities that you're really into on a personal level? I've been looking for like groups where I can do like involve like movies. Oh, so you're a movie buff. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Um, are you able to go to um, movie events? Like if there's a theater or a movie premiere, can you can you go to the theaters and things like that? Or are you inhibited that oh, yeah. way? 
Okay, so maybe if you yeah. could like join a group. I always, I like that. yeah, I always think that, um, and it, we talk about people that are really shy. They don't even have, um, you know, that are not physically disabled. Some people are so shy that they can't leave their house, but maybe sometimes they find a group of whatever hobby they're really into and finding somebody that you can relate to on that level might be more helpful than the online dating. I'm sure that's frustrating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, do you feel shy? Yes, very. Okay, so you're very, very shy. shy. Are you shy because of your disability or are you just naturally shy? Both. Who are you cared for in your home? There's somebody helping you? No, nobody. Nobody, so you're just on your own. Yeah. Okay, so I would really suggest, you know, finding a group. Are you online? You go online, you go on the computer and things like that? Oh, yeah. Okay, so th- you know what? If you if you do searches um, in 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 Illinois where you're from, in Evanston, your area, Chicago area, I bet you anything, you could find groups that are movie buffs. People get together. People love to get together. Even movie trivia. Like, are you good at movie trivia? You know movie quotes, things like that. Oh yeah, very much. Oh, perfect. Okay, perfect. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you in on something. It's a little bit embarrassing, but I'm a huge Seinfeld freak. Okay, did you watch Seinfeld when it was on the air? Like crazy. Like crazy. Perfect. (laughs) So I, next week, with people at my work, are going to a Seinfeld trivia night because we all are obsessed with Seinfeld. We're the biggest dorks. They have a (laughs) trivia night at a bar. So that would be my suggestion. Simon, I'm sure you agree. Like, you got to find something where you're passionate about and find something who feels the same. Yeah, and and remember, that's why it's go out there and and make friends one at a time. Friends of my friends are my friends, and and friends introduce friends to friends. Yes, and they will introduce you. So you start by talking about a movie, and then you make a a buddy or friend of, Mm -hmm. you know, and then... he or she has other friends, and that's how you get out there. So, you know, I don't despair at all. Absolutely not. Okay. Sound like a plan? And you call us anytime. Okay. We're here. Okay. All right, Matthew. All right, Matthew. We wish you luck. Please let us know how it's going, okay? Yeah, call us back. Okay. All right, Thank Matthew. You. you take care. All You're right. welcome. Have a good day. Thanks for calling Thank the you. rendezvous. Yes, more when we come back. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. A beautiful evening in the Ulala Studios. Mm-hmm. Mother's Day weekend. Happy Mother's Day weekend. Ha- yes, to all the moms out yes. there. Yes, happy weekend, all you mamas. So much love to you. We're in the mama club here, at least I am. Here and also in France, for my mom in France, Elizabeth. Yes. So, you know, happy Mother's Day to my mother. Happy Mother's yes. Day to yes. one of the most amazing women literally on the planet, oh, your mom. Thank you. I don't and know. And but... happy Mother's Day to my t- mom, yes, too, to I guess. Too, yeah. Yes, to yours, too. And to you, Angie, who's a mom. <laughs> thank you so you know, much. You know, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate mom, it. So. Um, so listen, we had a great night tonight. We did talk a little bit about Mother's Day. I got all teary-eyed, of course. Uh, fighting in relationships. Boy, Jill, we just picked apart Jill's relationship tonight, our producer. And also, <laughs> we talked a little bit about the jobs that are most likely to get you a date, which is apparently an attorney on both sides of the fence. And Simon, you had a great Simon Says when we were talking about the fighting. Thanks, Angie. Yeah, in a loving way relationship really us men have to understand women have to be able to express themselves fully and Mm -hmm. us men have to let them finish this story yes don't interrupt your woman your wife your girlfriend your partner if you love her i and i think that goes both ways but yes you're absolutely right it's it's a key part of the woman psychology and need yeah i agree let your woman finish and tell her she's right 
And on that note, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Thanks for being with us tonight. Head over to simonandangie.com if you missed any of our show. Uh, all the podcasts, videos, Simon's FYI, videos from In Bed with Simon. All on the website, the 16 episodes or more. All you have to do is go to simonandangie.com. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.